College Football Thursday on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Rejoice. It has begun in the words of Shane Tucson from the Mortal Kombat movie. You remember that? Nope. I sure don't. I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> you remember Mortal Kombat though, right? The video game. Yes, yes. I know Mortal Kombat. Okay, right. The only fighting game that I had that I had to sneak play because my sibling had it, mm-hmm. but my mom didn't know I was playing it, was Tekken 2. And boy, I love me some Tekken 2. They're about to come out with Tekken 8. Tekken 2 was awesome. Yeah, man. Tekken's dope. Great fighting game. But uh, hit us up on that text line, like I said, 704-570-9610. Hit up those socials. Hit that follow button, WFNZ, on Twitter and Instagram, at HTB underscore Josh, at Wes Bryant underscore 72, at Walker Mail on Twitter and Instagram. And most importantly, Wes and Walker on Twitter, all the behind-the-scenes stuff every day, taking you inside of some of our uh, wild, wild... uh, things that we have going on wild yeah big wild. time wild 100%. but now it's time to get wild and go to the campus corner all right acc action tonight the wake forest demon deacons will take on elon in winston-salem i will be there fonda will be there as well uh, and so over the last 12 seasons, Wake Forest is 9-3 and three in season openers, including a 7-2 and two record in head coach Dave Clawson's tenure. And they have an 8-1 and one mark in home openers in the Clawson era. Since the start of the 2016 season, Wake holds a record of 20-6 and six in September. And Elon coming in to give them a little bit of due because they're somewhat local as well. They posted an 8-4 record, booked a spot in the FCS playoffs for the first time since 2018, where they were defeated by number 11, Furman. And they picked up three wins over FCS-ranked opponents. So, no slouch, but this is a game. The Mitch Griffiths era truly opens today. He did start the season last year for Sam Hartman and played admirably, uh, stepping in for him. But now it is his show, and he will be the man each and every week. What do you expect from the Deeks? I know you expect a big blowout. But uh, do you have any other additional thoughts on what you think about this matchup? Well, Mitch Griffiths is going to take the storyline, right? We want to see how he does right after Sam Hartman, who it's not like he made things hard. You want Mitch Griffiths to be able to perform against Elon no matter what Sam Hartman did for Notre Dame. But Hartman was in the national consciousness when he did what he did for the Fighting Irish and looked very good on a national scale. So now you would think Mitch Griffiths would want to come out here and dominate as much as possible, so much so that you don't even have to see him in the second half. I think that's the kind of outing you're wanting from a Mitch Griffiths against Elon. No disrespect to the Phoenix. It's just Wake Forest, if we expect them to pick up right where they left off, to continue to have a seamless transition no matter who is going to be replacing the former starting QB. It's been remarkable how they've been able to do that over in Winston-Salem. I expect them to do it again with Mitch Griffiths, and I expect it to take form tonight immediately against Elon. NC State and UConn will face each other for just the fourth time in history and just the second time at UConn. Last year, NC State beat them 41-10 to at Carter-Finley. Prior to that, NC State had won the two previous matchups by just one score. Since 1970, NC State has a 4-2 record in season openers on the road. UConn will open the season at home for the 15th time in the program's FBS era. UConn is 11-3 in season openers at Pratt and Whitney Stadium. 
The Huskies are also 13-7 and in season openers since the start of their FBS era in 2002. Jim Mora Jr. returns as the head coach, and he guided them to a 6-7 and record in year one. They started the season 1-4, and but then got hot near the end of the year. They posted a 5-2 and two mark the rest of the way and became bowl eligible. So that's why I say UConn is a program uh, that's ascending. They're making a little bit of noise. But tonight we get to see the debut of Brennan Armstrong and Robert Anai. How is that offense going to look? Because for NC State at this point, if they can get over the 24-point threshold, I think they will be super excited about what they see. But could we see them scoring in the 30s or, dare I say, the 40s tonight on the road to open up the Brennan Armstrong era? Well, UConn has a lot of starters returning on defense. So perhaps you've seen that transition from one year after another. They do get better in their returning starters. Also on the offensive line, UConn has some guys returning. So they're going to be somewhat of an older team, more of an experienced team. But this is the thing. You don't trust their passing offense whatsoever in UConn. So the thing is, if NC State just gets out early, if they take a, an immediate two-touchdown lead, which is the spread, by the way, is 14 points, then you don't trust UConn at all to come back into this game. But the way that you allow them to hang around is if you allow them to pick up big chunks on the ground to where they don't have to rely on the passing game whatsoever. You have third and manageables, like third and four or under. And then maybe if you are looking for the upset formula, that's how it would be. But I don't expect it to happen. More interesting this game is to me than what Wake and Elon is going to be. But yeah, even despite it being more interesting, the bar is low. I expect NC State to take care of business. All right. uh, Yeah, I think the same thing. I think NC State, I say they get into the 30s tonight. I think they have a good showing. Uh, I think it'll be a good game, but I think NC State comes out on top. And so now the betting odds have come out for the odds to win the CFP. Georgia is firmly the consensus betting favorite to win the CFP at sports books around the nation. They're going for a three-peat. They entered the season with the fifth shortest odds of any preseason title favorite in more than two decades, according to ESPN stats and information research. Georgia is plus 240 to win the college football playoff at Caesar Sportsbook. Alabama is next, followed by Ohio State and Michigan. Alabama had been the preseason favorite or co-favorite with Clemson in seven of the past eight seasons. So when you look at those odds, you feel like there's a better bet than Georgia, or should we go with the uh, old Georgia versus the field method? I think I would take the field. It's just so tough to win three in a row, and you are taking a transition at QB with Carson Beck. I know a lot of people love him. I know you brought up, what was it, George Pickens, who wanted Carson Beck to throw at his pro day, if I'm not mistaken. So that says something at least with the receivers and who they would like to throw them the football at the same time three national titles in a row where you do have one more year where you're going to have the best of the best to get into that top four scenario. I like some of these other, I would put my money elsewhere. So if you look at some of the other odds, LSU at plus 1000, that's a popular pick. Those are good odds. I mean, if you really like LSU, Brian Kelly finally getting to the playoff with his new school, plus 1000, you're talking about a handful of other schools having better odds, but not as good as the payout. So LSU would be a great bet. What do you think about Clemson at plus 1800? I know you don't love the Tigers. I know that. But plus 1800, really half the battle, 75% of the battle 
is for them to get to the playoff. If the ACC, Florida State, you don't think is going to beat Clemson. You think Duke is going to win the first game, but you still think Clemson's going to win the ACC. If they do that, they're going to have a shot to get to the college football playoff right then and there. At plus 1,800, Garrett Riley, Kate Klubnick, they figure stuff out. I don't hate those odds either. If somebody wanted to pluck down $100 or something like that to take a fly on it, I don't think that would be the worst bet in the world. I like USC at plus uh, 1,000. As much as I would love to pick Georgia to repeat, because especially when you look at this schedule, I mean, my God, there aren't many challenges on here at all unless you get some surprise teams in the SEC, unless Auburn goes back to their past glory. But other than that, you look at this schedule, the only real challenge to me is Tennessee on November 18th at Knoxville. But other than that, non-conference, UT Martin, Ball State, UAB, well, well, uh, terrible. It's awful. You okay? So, yeah, Georgia's got every shot to get to the playoffs. I think they do get to the playoffs, but I don't see them repeating just because history says that they will not. So, there you have it. I mean, there there are some interesting bets on the board. I mean, Florida State is plus 2,000. And this is a trendy pick that a lot of people think uh, could get to the college football well, playoffs. Well, Florida in State, you're, and Florida State's something you're betting on happening for the first time in forever. Right. So, it's yes, the payout's great. If you believe in their talent, sure, have at it. But LSU has been a team that's been there before. Brian Kelly has been there before with Notre Dame. And then you're talking about Clemson, where we've discussed Dabo Sweeney being among the top at least four coaches in all of college football. And now you have an offensive coordinator that was in the championship game with TCU last year. Yeah, I I like the 1800. I like the 1000 with LSU and Clemson.